As a leader in advanced HVAC technologies, Mitsubishi Electric is committed to continuous innovation around efficiency, comfort, and wellness, with a focus on personal comfort and prosperous communities. Mitsubishi offers a variety of indoor options, including high-wall floor mount, duct handlers, and extremely popular one-way ceiling cassette. Climate systems are great for a single room or the entire home, providing 100% capacity to minus 5 degrees. A full range of control options including Wi-Fi, touchscreen, and thermostats, and simple remotes are available to meet every customer's needs. Mitsubishi's regional sales and marketing teams are available to meet with you and help you grow your business. For more information, go to MitsubishiComfort.com. Award-winning industry trainer Kenny Chapman founded the Blue Collar Success Group to provide home service companies with the consistent, ethical coaching that was severely lacking in the trades. Since then, the Blue Collar membership community has boosted its bottom line through technician team training, on-site consulting, academies and special events, personalized marketing tools, and business strategies, all provided by Blue Collar's expert coaching and leadership team. Welcome, Kenny. Good morning, Mark Madison here on Books and People. Today, we are privileged to have once again, the one, the only Kenny Chapman. Kenny, how are you? Mark, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me back. Wonderful oh, to be back. Dude, I this morning, I listened to our first podcast, and it was so good. I don't know how we're going to top it, but we're <laughs> sure going to try. That's right. We'll see what happens. So you've been traveling. I've been traveling a little bit. Yeah, I've had a, a summer of travel for sure. Definitely. Where all have you gone? You know, I got up through your neck of the woods um, briefly, but we did a little bit through the Pacific Northwest. We did six national parks. I did some business travel, mixed up some travel with the lovely Christy. So a little bit of a little bit of everything, quite honestly. A lot of car trip. We used to travel by motorhome, and now we're traveling by car. So it's fun. What happened to the motorhome? Too many things wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> Too many moving parts. That's right. That's right. Even though I run a company that coaches in the trades and I ran a plumbing, heating, air company for 30 years, I, I'm not a good technician and I don't want to be a good technician. So I don't want stuff that breaks. <laughs> I know how to fix it, but I ain't doing it. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Well, of all the places you went, what was the uh, the highlight? Um, I would say probably Oregon coast was one of the, I'm a Southern California boy. So I'm from San Diego and just never spent much time along the Oregon coast. And it was special. Cannon there. beach. Um, yeah. South of that, we were down in Yahats, uh, for the 4th of July and just, just cool people and cool. Uh, you know, we got some whale watching from, from our Airbnb a couple times, just, just a cool experience. I was in a good place too. So that always helps. If you ever get close to a whale, you realize how small you really are. Isn't that the truth for sure? Man. Yeah. Dude, that's so Christy, where did you two meet? We met, um, believe it or not, she was in radio sales and I bought a contracting company that she represented. Uh, 16 years ago, I think it is now. So it was a, 
it was a match made in heaven and uh we knew we were in it for the long haul when i canceled the radio contract and she still talked to me so <laughs> did you clear it with hr before you asked her out or i i literally told her that i might be breaking a law here but here's yeah. the deal life life's too short and i asked her out anyway you knew <laughs> and she turned me down it took me three months to get my first date with her <laughs> dude so, you're persistent so there's my sales skills at work that's the best sale i ever made in my life <laughs> well you know when i have an audience I, I i like to ask the question how many of you are in sales and then you know some people raise their hand some don't that's how many of you are married and they all raise their hand and go well that's one sale yeah 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 you either you're, you either sold or, or you're you either sold or got sold one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well there's hundreds of suspects handful of prospects one client and it ended with an obligating question if i give you this ring would you marry me <laughs> <There you go. laughs> i love it so what's next for kenny chapman as a writer you know, I'm still, um, I'm still, I just dropped a book, um, called blue collar success laws. And so I'm really deep into that project still. And, um, I, I don't know what's next cause I'm really enjoying, um, working through the seven laws of that I believe are of success in the blue collar industries. And I, I just feel like we've got a broken model going and I wanted to, to change it up and write about it. So that was, that was where that project came from. So I I'll continue to piggyback things like that, less about tactical things in the trades and more about, about life success. I've had a lot of major changes uh, in the last decade in my life, personal and professional. And I don't think that you, that those two are separated. I believe you have one life and we just happen to choose business and, and personal relationships. But I, I want people to be happy from the soul throughout, you know, and mm. it's not just about money or fame or planes or how many trucks or whatever. It's, it's about, are you actually happy at the end of right. the day? And you've sold businesses. Yes, sir. I've, I've, um, I've owned, nine different companies in five different industries over my career. Um, and I really talk about two. <laughs> so that shows you my success rate. So <laughs> I've, I mean, I had crazy stuff. I, I believe it or not, Mark, I owned a diaper, a cloth diaper delivery service at one point in my career. No, that's a shitty business. It is a shitty business. And I don't even <laughs> have kids. So what was I even thinking? <laughs> well, you're just preparing. You know, oh my goodness in the eventuality yeah yeah there there you go so oh, so yeah I, I i sold um i sold my last the last sale i i made was back in 2017 i sold my plumbing heating air company to a longtime operations director that was with me uh what she was with me 17 years i think um and it was time for her to graduate. And I, I was much more passionate about the blue collar success group. I had both companies at the time and I was much more passionate about blue collar than I was the contracting company. So I, I made a deal with her and helped her graduate and, and just decided to, to move on and, and focus solely on the coaching and training aspect of my career. You probably could have got a lot more money selling to an outside group, an equity group, but you left some money on the table, I'm sure. But, but you did the right thing for her and for you. 
Yeah, you know, it is it is interesting. And obviously, at the time we're recording this all the heyday of everything and, uh, you know, and and that's one of the I mean, the, the first law I wrote about in blue collar success laws is authentic abundance. And I'm an abundance guy. And yes, I go I, I could have got more monetary value. But one of my goals is to create millionaires. And when I sold her the business, I created a millionaire in her and that that was much more important to me than, than trying to hang on and, you know, squeeze even, even multi-millions more out of it. I just, it wasn't, it truly wasn't, it wasn't about the money. And and I'm a guy that says, as soon as somebody says it's not about the money, you know, it's about the money. So right. I, I, I just think in, in, in doing the right thing with her, it, it feels, it feels great. It, it just, it feels so, so good. And I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Andrew Carnegie created 42 millionaires in the 1920s. Isn't that amazing? Think about that today. Yeah. I mean, that's just so cool. I uh, love that. You know, he had all the, he was the Bill Gates of his day and, you know, he had all the money he could ever want, but he basically gave it all away. He created yeah. the library system in the United States and, you know, and helped make all the guys that were loyal to him for years and years, you know, financially independent. Yeah. You, you've got the Andrew Carnegie spirit in you. Well, that's a, one of the biggest compliments I've ever had, brother. That that means a lot to me. Thank you for that. Oh, that's a big deal. The last time we spoke, we talked about the difference between standing ovations and standing invitations. Now, you're still speaking, right? Yes. Yeah. Are you getting a lot of invitations? You know, I I speak primarily at our own events. So it's um, you know, I I get I I un, I have unfair control of the room. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've got scarcity on my side cuz I I build self-managing companies so I'm only really visible to our membership from the the highest level of membership. So a lot of our attendees to our bigger events don't know me and haven't seen a lot of me. So I, I'm as as I age in my speaking career, I must be stacking the odds in my favor. <laughs> so. Objection, Your Honor. He's leading the witness. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. That guy's shooting ducks in a pond. <laughs> It's something like that, man. Yeah, oh, that's funny. And you, how about you? You on the road quite a bit these days, dude. This, yeah, it's just nuts. Last week, I I spoke in Seattle, which was really nice to a bunch nice. of CFOs, and I had nice. eight people come up and give me their business card and say, "Would you come to Alaska, Idaho, Hawaii?" I mean, they're all from somewhere else. So that's that's, that's how you know when you struck a chord. They want to book A and B to give their card and say, "Let's talk about coming out." And that's, that happens every time I speak now, which is just lovely, you know? Yeah, that's there. There you go. You're a master of your craft and, and it comes across for sure. And here's the, here's the crazy part, Kenny. I could probably, no, I can step on any stage and talk for any length of time with no preparation and the audience would love it, but I still create a set list. I still ask the questions, mm -hmm. you know, before, before I put my presentation together. And I yes. probably don't need to do that. I remember Matt Michelle saying that to me once. He goes, you don't need any more preparation. You're fine. It's like, yeah, probably. But I yeah. think it was uh, it was a famous cellist. He said, uh, he said, if I don't, they said, why do you keep practicing three hours a day? You're the number one cellist in the world. And he said, well, if I don't practice 
uh, one day, you know, I notice. If I don't practice two days, my wife notices. If I don't practice three days, the world notices. That's not true. That's... And I just, you know, I don't want to take that chance, right? Well, People and are paying and... me a ridiculous amount of money to be good. I better prepare. Yeah, and I and I think that make that's the difference between excellence and and mediocrity from and when I say mediocrity I mean there's a lot of people at what the market perceives to be the top of the craft but they're they're mediocre mediocre in how they prepare and an ego right so ego is such a destructive um thing and that's that's you know why when we talked about ovations and invitations it's your you care about the client, the end result. It's not your ego. You don't need to get on a stage to feel good about yourself. You know, you're one of the best in the world. And so now it's about continuing to deliver and, you know, knowing that that one person that might pick up one thing from you that changes their life. I think, I think that's what gets us out of bed, you know, to do all the things of, airplanes and delays and weather and hotels and all that for that 60 minutes of connection with an audience you know that's right. it's cool you're not it's easy to get lazy when you're good and you're have you know i remember that one time somebody told me man it must be nice you're a natural i'm like i got a quarter of a million dollars in 20 years into my gig of i'm there's nothing natural about it and i and I say that jokingly, because certainly I, I do believe that I have a gift of, of drawing people in and with, it's just something I've focused on, but you can easily take that for granted and get mediocre quick. And right. I applaud you for, for taking our craft so seriously still at this, at this pinnacle part of, of your career. How many times have you had people say, I'd give anything to do what you do, travel and get paid. Oh, and I said, no, you know, all it takes is 10 years and $250,000 in your own personal development. And once you do that, you're, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that usually gets rid of three out of four people who say that. Cause they're, what they're really saying is I would love to do what you do without paying the price. Yeah. Bingo. Nailed it. Absolutely right. And, and that sounds callous, but it's not, it's like, you know, I worked really hard. I walked away from a six-figure job to go make $20,000 a year for four years to learn this craft. Yes. And that was hard. And my wife said, are you sure this is, you know, are you insane? You know? Right. Uh, maybe. But, you know, what we do is a calling. It's not a career. It's not even a job. You're called to do this, and so am I. There's no question about that. And that's exactly... That's why I have no regrets about any business that I sold and, and until launching the blue collar success group and why I've turned down ridiculous offers of selling that company during the, this heyday of private equity and everybody wants to buy us and this and that. And I'm not, I'm not interested in that because I am doing what I was put on the planet to do now. And I, there's, there's no, why would I want to, you know, sell that and go start over or put, put some coin in the bank. Like, again, that's, it's more than that. And don't get me wrong. You know, there's, I I'm very blessed. I have a very comfortable life. Um, but I, I don't do this for money. I, I really don't. I, right. like you said, it is a calling and, and I, and, and, and it's not just easy to answer it. I'll, I'll say it that way. Right. So mm. it's, it looks, it looks easy. And, and it reminds me of, 
you know, a lot of people that, that want to do what we do, or, uh, you know, my, my father was a race car driver at one point in his life. And I remember going before or after the outlaw biker, that was, um, kind of an in-between stage. I mean, he was still in the gang when he was doing it, but, uh, he was, he was just obviously just lived with his hair on fire. And so I remember going to racing school with him though, and seeing the crap, like, what what you go through and people go oh, i'd love to be a race car driver it, you know you just get in i like to drive fast like no it's <laughs> it, like people people that are masters of their craft make it look easy right and that's ultimately everything we do is for a feeling right and so what i when i when i am in the space and energy of excellence when somebody's making their craft look easy regardless of what it is you're drawn to that because you go, man, that I want that feeling. Mm. And so for all of our listeners, just remember, it's not about what Mark does. It's not about what Kenny does. It's about you leaning into your unique genius. What are you called to do? And it can be anything. It can be picking up the trash. It can be running a service business. It can be being a speaker, being an author, you know, whatever that is, but lean into your genius and, and pay the price. Like Mark says, it's, it's not easy, but my God, is it worth it? Kenny, uh, the first sales training I went to in 1989 was in Pittsburgh. I'd been a technician and now I'm in a two and a half day class. And I remember having the audacious thought, I want that guy's job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, that's outrageous who do i think i am i don't know but i want i want i want to do what he's doing and i connected with him and you know i stayed in touch with him and and 10 years later he hired me to train all of his he was hr director for five air conditioning companies and i trained all their salespeople. and Uh, you know it's one of those things where you just i know i knew it when i saw it yes and so and think about Think about how many times you've spoken and, and, and people come up and say that, I want to do that. I want to do that. The difference is you were willing to put it on the line to challenge your confidence, to suck at something for a while, probably, Mm. you know, like that's, that's the thing is we look at people and go, I want to do that. But you said it earlier. I, I want to do that. Okay, cool are you willing to pay the price? And you said, yes. And you made massive sacrifice to become accomplished in what you wanted to do. And I think, I think that's an important piece that, that is kind of getting left out in the social media world of today. And everybody's an expert and everybody's an influencer and everybody's, you know, living this, this perfect life. I was, I was talking to a, a buddy who's married to an Instagram influencer and they were like at the end of their marriage on vacation and, and she was shooting stuff. He's like, we're like talking to divorce attorneys. And this was a vacation trying to save this failing marriage. And you would have thought we were on our honeymoon and everything was amazing. And it's mm. just so much falsity that's being perpetuated out there. And we got to step back and go, who am I? What do I want? What am I willing to do to get it? And let's get after it because life right. is an incredible experience. Knowledge, attitude, skills, and habits. Cash. Yes. And then it's and then it's dash. Decide, ask, study, hone. Yeah. So if you want the cash, you got to dash. And uh, you know, there's no substitute for that. It's paying the price in advance. 
Yes. In advance. And I think that's, that's the key is I, I want it now, but I don't get it now. I get to pay the price now right. and enjoy that ride of paying the price. That's the thing. You know, it, it's, it's, as I look back of, you know, challenging times and I made it hard on myself. I was, you know, I, um, I am a recovered addict. I was addicted to alcohol and, and marijuana, um, until several years ago. And, and I, I mean, I was a professional speaker while I, while I was an addict and I built businesses and I was the quote functioning guy. Mm. And I look, and I look back at just how hard I made it on myself, staying up too late, drinking too much, getting on the stage, pretend just like I was, I was very committed and that's why I did it. But I was in so much pain. I was, I was trying to find an outlet and, and I, you had a part-time job that was killing you. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's coming from a guy with 43 years of being clean and sober. So that's amazing. I know to what you speak, believe me. Uh, That's I have, I was at a, I was at a bar with uh, Dan Marley's bar in Phoenix. I think it was 2005. And there were all these guys from York there. And it was like the end of the day and everybody was smoking cigars and celebrating and, and you probably been to that bar in, in Phoenix and uh, Mar- Dan Marley's bar. And so mm-hmm. Doug Weidman, who's one of the top executives at Daikin, came up to me and he goes, what are you drinking there? And I said, it's the cranberry juice. He goes, what do you got, a urinary tract infection? <laughs> and I said, maybe. <laughs> he goes, let me get you a real drink, you know, an adult beverage. I go, no, I better not. And he goes, really, why not? I said, well, when I drink alcohol, I break out in spots. He said, really? I said, yeah, jail, gutter, handcuffs, you know, spots. <laughs> so the next time I saw him a year later, he goes, how's that urinary tract infection? I said, well, it's almost gone. <laughs> so so you're, you're, you're a voracious reader like I am. What books have you read lately, the last couple of years, that uh, really made your boat float? Um, I, I really enjoyed, um, be your future self now by Ben Hardy. I, I just recently, um, read that there's, a a couple good books also that I, that I'm a fan of by shoot. His name's escaping me. One, one is called, uh, the universe always has a plan. And the other one, Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N. Um, universe always has a plan and everything is here to help you. Um, untethered soul by Michael Singer is fantastic. And so you'll see the direction of my, my current focus is the spirituality connection, freedom, emotional regulation. Um, my businesses have exploded since I have focused on, um, emotional regulation, self, self-care, um, the, the mm. seventh law, seventh law of success, which is the pinnacle of all of them is, is essential self-care. And when so it's I really make, emotional and spiritual development, it really is. Yes. And, and I was raised in a fundamental, uh, Christian home uh, on my mom's side. And then of course I was raised on a outlaw biker <laughs> a fundamental outlaw biker gang on the on my father's At cross side. purposes yes <laughs> so so i definitely got got uh, two versions of religion and because the biker gang was a religion there's no question about it um, right you know and so i've i just I, I love leaning into my own belief system and shedding limiting beliefs and learning 
learning more about myself makes me a better leader. And the better, the better I become, the better author I become, the better speaker I become, the better leader I become at every, every aspect of my life, husband, etc. Jim Rohn said it best, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. If you work harder on your if you work hard on your job, you make a living. If you work hard on yourself, you make a fortune. Mm, man, he was such a genius. He really was. He passed away in 2009, but I I still watch videos of him on YouTube. And, and you know, I had all of his books. I mean, when I heard him speak in 94, I bought everything he had. I spent $400. I invested $400. Yes. And it was it was a year of Jim Rohn. And it, it changed my life. He was Tony Robbins' first mentor. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely just so where do you see yourself in five years what's kenny chapman going to be doing looking back let's say it's five years from now i i have a you know in five years i'll i'll have a a massive amount of leverage i'll call it i i hesitate to use the word influence because of of the buzzword of of influencer and social media and i have gotten off of social media um for the most part but i love my i've got a podcast called leadership in a nutshell that that is a solo cast is the only reason you haven't been on mark i don't have guests on at this point and i will start having guests but i'll i'll continue to grow where that that leadership podcast addresses some of the issues that i that i see and i want i want to be a life guy i recently told a client uh one of my one of my highest end clients that i i no longer am pursuing being a subject matter expert in the trades in the skilled trades i'm a subject matter expert in behavior change in elevating consciousness in communication in releasing limiting beliefs that's that's where i'm truly a subject matter expert and i've decided to lean into that at a deeper level so in five years uh what you see on kennychapman.com what you see on the podcast from the blue collar success group will will be around those life skills that that really helps help set people free there's a lot of people have had windfalls of cash during this heyday i'll call it of um, of exits and and private equity coming with a, a nothing but a vengeance and a pocket full of cash. There's a lot of people that are in a lot of pain, but they have a lot of money. And, right. and I was I was blessed enough to make money and be in a lot of pain. And I and I learned how to navigate that pain. And I just want to keep helping others realize it, see it the 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 ability for you to to be at a big party and you know I, I go to the bar with my friends like I'm I'm completely recovered I don't say I'm an alcoholic because I'm not that flies in the face of some some people's beliefs I'm not minimizing AA or any of that type of stuff but I'm not an alcoholic I, I'm fully recovered because I did all the work um, and when I when I see people covering up pain as much as I study the subconscious mind it's easy to recognize because you recognize in others, what you recognize in yourself. And so as I've grown my consciousness, grown my awareness, grown my self-love, I'm able to see pain easier because I'm not hiding mine anymore. I'm not stuffing mine anymore. Right. And so, so I, I will continue to lean into this area deeper and deeper. Sorry for the long answer. Brother, no, it's that, what that you resist persists, right? Yes, 
a hundred Denise Logan uh, has become a new best friend of mine. She's a speaker in Scottsdale. And uh, she wrote a book called The Seller's Journey. And it's this little fable. But she talks about what happens, you know, life after you sell your company and mm -hmm. how hard it is to let go. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the money. It's about, you know, what's next. And, yes. and it's just a phenomenal book. And it's just this little 95 page and a speaker friend of mine sent it to me and it just blew me away. And awesome. it's one of those books that every contractor, every business owner who sells their business or thinking about selling their business needs to read. Wow, I'll I'll have to check it out. Gosh, I'm in Scottsdale myself. I'd love to love to connect. Yeah, just send me a text. I'll give you her contact information. She's amazing. Oh, I'm actually going to meet her for the first time. I'm going to be in Scottsdale speaking in October, uh, and I think I'm going to get a cup of coffee with her because she's just she's amazing. She's very cool. So very smart. Cool. So smart. Yeah, let me know uh, dates you're in town too. October 27th through the 29th. Okay, I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's see if we can grab a coffee too. I'd like that. I'm I'm gonna have a cigar with Tom Van Arsdale, the former NBA player. Nice. I used to have his basketball card when I was a kid. Oh, so cool, man. Yeah, a friend of mine sent me his book, and so I I devoured it in like two sittings, and then I I just called him up, and he has an art studio there, and we hit it off, and he was a guest on the podcast, and he's eighty, but he and his brother Dick were the first NBA players, twins in the NBA. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's just a great story. Yeah, you can yeah. listen to the podcast. So before we run out of time, I want to make sure everybody has a chance to get a hold of you. Uh, do you have a blog or an easing that you send out on a regular basis? Um, we, the best place to go is the blue collar success group.com. And, okay. and we've got a, a ton of, of free re resources there. And if you're in the blue collar space at all, go to blue collar laws dot com and and i'm i'm running a free book campaign just cover the shipping of the book and i'll ship you a free book at bluecollarlaws.com that's awesome yeah, so man. if you were to knowing what you know now i mean you were in the army you didn't fit because you were an entrepreneur the whole promotion thing didn't work because it <laughs> had nothing to do with value and everything was time and grade yeah right uh you got into the sewer business right yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you were a one man shop and, and, and you've grown and you built all these businesses and you've had all this success. What are three things that you would, the advice that you would offer somebody who wants to succeed as a contractor? Um, I would say, first off, choose your journey. Don't, don't choose a, a consultant's journey, a best practices group journey. Um, you know, don't, don't choose a, or a competitor's journey, choose your own journey. Number one. Um, the second thing I would say is that problems hold solutions and don't forget that when, when you're the grind of it, when your backs against the wall, when you're challenged, when you didn't prepare for a recession and you're in the middle of it, whatever it is, there's massive value in some of the, what the world calls problems. I only use the word for people to understand it. I, I just don't believe in, in the word problem. I believe in results and get a result that you want or you don't, but the world calls it a problem. I call it education. And so the second you're going to get a lot of education, but the world's going to say that it's, that it's not good or whatever, just it's an opportunity to learn. It is absolutely, absolutely. And the, the third thing 
is to put yourself first. And I don't mean from a selfish, that's a, that's a tough one. Cause I believe self-care is number one. And if you don't care, take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. And, and just like you, you, uh, Jim Rohn earlier, it's, it's just so true. And you give yourself to the company and your team and, and then you might give your spouse and your children a little bit of what's left. And then you think you're going to live on the rest with caffeine and nicotine and alcohol and whatever else. And no, put yourself first. And, you know, I, I remember before I, I was able to implement a strong meditation practice and reading about these billionaires that have all this, you know, all these companies and all this stuff going on and, and they take the time to meditate. And I remember reading somewhere that somebody said, you know, if, if you don't have time to meditate for 30 minutes a day, you shouldn't meditate for an hour a day or whatever it was. And, and tr total transparency, I don't meditate for 30 minutes every day, but I never do less than 15. And, and it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you think going to the bar and watching football with your buddies is a recharge, but a true recharge, disconnect, shut off the phone, spend some time uh, with yourself, journal a little bit, get it out of your conscious mind, let your subconscious and conscious connect. And journaling is the only way to do that. Read something positive, listen to podcasts like Mark's, make sure you're giving good information to your subconscious mind and your soul and just love yourself more. Mm -hmm. We're all just out here doing the best we can. Enjoy the ride. I'm the kind of guy I'd like to spend the rest of my life with. Yes, ab absolutely. That's that sounds arrogant, but it's not. It's like, I like being me. And yes. you know what? Everybody's always glad to see me, Kenny. Some when I arrive and some when I leave. <laughs> there you go. But there they're all go. glad. <laughs> One way or another. That's a fact, brother. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Talking to you is always so much fun. I had more questions than we obviously have time for. But uh, I, I guess the last one, because I, I quote mentors, you know, Charlie Jones, obviously, Books and People, People and Books is the name of this podcast. And that was a quote from Charlie that literally changed my life. Uh, and Moad said to me one day, he said, uh, you wouldn't worry quite so much about what other people think of you if you only realized how little they actually did. Mm -hmm. right oh, man. so I, I guess i'm looking for one last quote from les brown because you spent a lot of time with him the oh speaker man. of renown you know less let so less would just constantly reiterate that you got to be hungry but mm -hmm. i i will go one further from my incredible late great friend sean stevenson that was a, a phenomenal speaker and was never out of a wheelchair in his life and all these different things. And on his deathbed, he said in tremendous pain after he'd fallen out of his wheelchair and he was taking his last breaths. And he said, this is happening for me. This is not happening to me. Mm. And that changed my life forever. And he just died a couple of years ago, but remember that. So Les taught me so much, Les taught Sean so much and I'll, so I'll read kind of purpose less through Sean, but life isn't happening to you, my friends, it's happening for you. And when you embrace that perspective, the game changes forever. Wow. That's huge. I, I, I can't top that. I don't, I don't want to do, I want to say anything more than that because that's, I just wrote it down. This is happening for you. Wow. Mm -hmm. Buddy, always a pleasure. Never enough time. 
Uh, Mark, thanks so much for having me back. I really appreciate you and everything that you do, man. Well, and keep making a difference in people's lives. You're the cool breeze in the stuffy room, brother. Awesome, bro. Will do. You do the same. As a leader in advanced HVC technologies, Mitsubishi Electric is committed to continuous innovation around efficiency, comfort, and wellness. From electric cars to electric water heaters to electric heating and cooling, the future is electric. The demand for all of our electric heat pumps have never been greater. So there's no better time to join our community of premier contractors and grow your business. Here are some of the reasons why partnering with Mitsubishi Electric is a great idea. Mitsubishi is the number one selling heat pump in America and has been the industry leader for over 35 years. Mitsubishi offers local technical support and has a network of excellent distributors. Mitsubishi's regional sales and marketing teams are available to meet with you and help you grow your business. To find out more, contact MitsubishiComfort.com. Thank you for listening. If I struck a chord, inspire you to action, or piqued your curiosity, let me know. Call or text me at 206-697-0454 or send me an email at mark at sparkingsuccess.net. Should you wish to hire me to speak to your organization or association or order one of my books, simply go to my website, www.sparkingsuccess.net. And remember, make it a great day unless you have other plans.